Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. You know, to hear the Lord, you must believe that He speaks. We must believe that if we desire Him to speak to us, He will speak to us in some way. He will always give you a message and direct your path. But you must believe He speaks. Hallelujah. But we don't know what He will speak. We don't know what direction He'll take us in. But that's the awesome thing about Jesus being our Lord. Who is the Lord if we do not follow them? Who is our master if we do not listen to them? Hmm? So we must learn to hear. We like religion where we do not hear. That way we can make religion into whatever we want to make it into. Our scripture this morning is, um, it was when... um, Uh, Peter and the times of Peter and even Paul. It was times when they was beginning to reach the Gentiles and not just the Jewish people. But they was beginning to reach Gentiles. And and the Gentiles were swarming to God and coming to God and, and being saved by God. And I've seen this in religious, in religion all my life. Things begin to work. And when it begins to work, you begin to add rules to it. If it's working, you don't need to do anything to it. So, the Gentiles are all coming in, and all at once, the Jews begin to say, but you need to do circumcision, and you need to obey the laws of Moses. You need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to do this other. It's almost like if somebody gets healed... In church, then somebody comes along and says, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. It's like they begin to add a bunch of laws to people that God was accepting. If God is accepting them, why are you adding all these laws? And I've seen this. I've seen this principle. That whenever something begins to work, if a church begins to grow, people want to add laws to it. What part of working don't we understand is working? I mean, I understand that we are to grow in Christ, but you begin to add laws to it. I must do this, I must do this, I must do this. You know, many times I've seen success completely stopped. Because success begins to work, and you begin to add rules to the success. And you quench the spirit of God. See, rules quenches the Spirit of God. The objective to God has always been love. But because we didn't know what love was, the law was added. But when the law was added, it made us even more rebellious. There's one thing for sure. When there's a lot of rules, we begin to fight. And we don't like all those rules, and we always find in faults with all those rules. And so the church is growing, and so now they want to add rules. 
I've seen people in churches they get saved. Some, you know, there's new people come in and they get saved, and and God is touching their life. But there's always some teacher of the law that wants to say, "Now you got to obey this. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do that. Now you got to do this." If it was good enough for God that He would save them and touch them. Why are you adding to that? Hmm? See, love will fine-tune itself. If you truly love God, you'll become like God. Hmm? Now, granted, there's sometimes when, you know, you see somebody going down a wrong path or there's somebody that comes into God and, and you might need to instruct them a little bit because... In a gentle way, because you know that that is destruction. But what you don't realize is they are being accepted by God. Why are you messing it up? Amen. If God has accepted them. So I realize the thing is, we love to require too much. Hmm? When Jesus came, he broke none of the laws. The laws that Jesus broke was traditions. So the law of Moses was not just the laws that God gave them, which was just basically principles for love. You know, don't kill, don't covet, respect your mother and father. Just very simple things, you know. But then they add all these other laws to it. And there was more than just those ten. But they added all their traditions to it. You've got to do this, you've got to wash your hands, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do all these other things. So I, I love this scripture. It says, now then, why do you try to test God? By putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear. So what you have here is you have a church meeting or a council meeting. People was coming to God. They was getting saved in tiles. And then the Jews start saying they need to obey these laws as well or they're not saved. So, so here we find that Paul and Barnabas, they, they end up in this meeting, this church meeting. They're wondering, okay, are we supposed to require these things? So th this, is, this is what uh, Peter had said to the brothers. Now then, why do you try to test God? He's talking to Jews or the council, the, the heads up, why do you try to test God? And that's what we want to look at this morning. By putting on the necks of the disciples, that means all the people coming in, the Gentiles, a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear. All them laws, we couldn't do it. It drove us crazy. All those church laws drove us crazy. Huh? You know, why are you testing God? And what does it mean by that? Well, here it is. God is saving people. And not just Jews. He's saving the world. But here you come in and you decide, okay, but God requires this. If God requires that, wouldn't God say so? <laughs> but here you're requiring this and you're requiring that. Out of this meeting, this is a very interesting uh, 
um, chapter. I don't know why it's not on Netflix, but it's a very interesting chapter. <laughs> and the outcome, there was just a few things they required, like giving to the poor, staying away from, uh, you know, sacrificing animals and that type of thing, stay away from that. And uh, just, just a few basic things, let's which they was eager to do. You know, love has its own rules, you know. True love has its own rules. All those laws are just trying to, to describe what love should do. Um, it's interesting, you know, you know, we went from Old Testament, which was the law of sin and death, to the New Testament, which was supposed to be the law of spirit and life, or the spirit of life. Two different laws, two different contracts, because this other one brought freedom, the other one brought death. It just told you what's going to happen to you if you don't do, if you don't love, basically. But I realize that even though we're in New Testament times, we live it as an Old Testament. So even though we're under the New Testament, we still live under a law of sin and death. All these rules. Yes, no armpits in church, you know. That's a rule in some churches, you know, no, no, no armpits. In why are we testing God? Why, why do you test God? By requiring too much. Why? What do you say? He says, a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear. We put a yoke on ourselves that we can't adhere to. We can't adhere to. I remember this, this Haitian church in Florida. I think it's still there in some aspects. But this Haitian church that was in Miami, Florida, it was growing. It was growing. And it was just it was amazing how fast it was growing. But then comes the laws and the rules. And I remember one, one prophet that came there. I found out about this later, after I had been there. Came there and said, the Lord has said that you are supposed to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and pray until the Lord comes back. Until the Lord comes back. <laughs> and that's been 10 years ago. Or thereabouts. Hasn't it, Janice? My guess is they don't do it anymore. Or if they do do it, it's just a few old grandmas. So you curse yourself. Because you put this yoke upon you. If I had been there, I would have told that prophet something. Why are you putting that yoke on people? The place is growing. Why are you putting yokes on it? Something is working. Why are you binding it? Why are you tying it up? Something's working. Why are you stopping it? Hmm. New people come in the house. They go to the prayer room. 
They feel like they're on heaven. The Bible says don't let yourself be yoked again with the spirit of slavery. And, they, and they're going in. They're grabbing everybody they can and bringing them for prayer. But what is the tendencies of the self-righteous? Put laws on them. You got to do this now. You got to dress this way. You got to behave this way. Leave them alone. Let love do its thing. Let God do its thing. Let God do its thing. And by the way, we have no dress code in here. Yes, wear your dresses as short as you want. As short as you can feel comfortable with. I just, I just leave that up to you and God. Because love makes you close your legs, you know. Long and the short of it is. Why do we do that? We do that because we're afraid we're going to lose what's happening. We do that because we're afraid it's going to stop working. We do that because we're afraid it's going to get out of hand, so we try to control. But we put rules on ourselves. Some of you, this morning, you have too many rules in your life. You're supposed to live by the Spirit, by the law of the Spirit of life. You have too many rules. You've made up religious rules that God don't even require. And then you grumble about the rules you made up. And be careful. Sometimes you are in the Spirit of God. Just as you can be in the Spirit of God, you can feel the Holy Spirit. And you could actually, well, you could lust even in the Spirit of God. You can, you can do things in the spirit of God that's not holy. Sometimes when you're in the spirit of God, you feel to prophesy and you prophesy things that God didn't really say, even though you feel in the spirit of God. And sometimes when you're in the spirit of God, you make up rules for yourself. So what Peter is saying here is, you know, even though Jesus says, you know, you don't practice what you preach, but at least Peter is saying, listen, you tying yourself up and you're tying everybody else up with all your religious rules. You see somebody succeeding in life and you begin to judge them and you say they're not doing this and they're not doing this. And you, you throw all these rules out there that you have to obey too. You can't give somebody else a rule and not obey it yourself without karma coming after you so you're requiring way too much of yourself and other people when God didn't require all that I mean who's got a Bible who's got a, a, a physical Bible all right physical Bible all right somewhere here right let's just guess right in here somewhere or another you you got you got Old Testament, you got New Testament. Big chunk, Old Testament, right? Most of the Old Testament has law in it. 
There's nothing wrong with the law. The law was holy. These are things that we should do. These are things that, that's appropriate. But all it's doing is, is describing love and, and, and morals and, and what's right. And then you've got all these sacrifices. And then you've got a book after book, chapter after chapter of peeping, people falling away. Why? Because they couldn't obey the rules. Jesus came to fulfill the law. But he also said. That if you let yourself be burdened down by all these rules. All these sacrifices. And then the Lord says. God didn't even like those smelly sacrifices. <laughs> even though the law required it. That's what it says about a big chunk. I mean, you, you can't erase the morals and the decencies of the law. But all those sacrifices, it says the Lord did not desire those. What he desired was love. What he desired was justice. What he desired was mercy. Even though the law required those things. Why did God allow that to happen? Because we are religious people. So until Christ comes along. We just keep inventing new laws. But here's the thing. Even though Jesus has come along. You are new. And, and the biggest tendency you have. Is to make up all these rules. God is requiring this. God is requiring that. God is requiring this other. I mean, granted, you're not supposed to covet your neighbor's wife. Some things are just given within love. Some things are just given. It's not burdensome. It's just that. But we make up, oh, we got to do this before we get blessed. We got to do this before we get blessed. And until I get this right, I'm not going to be blessed. Many people are poor because they put too many rules on the gospel. What we have done is created stalkers. People that stalk God. People that make God feel uncomfortable. Either they just want to sit at his feet like Mary and never move. Now, the Lord said Mary did what's right, but I don't think that meant for the rest of her life she's supposed to scoot herself around on the ground, can't walk, and just stay by Jesus' feet. Next day, there might have been some cleaning and cooking. We bind ourselves rather than believe God. We like rules because that makes us feel like, yes. But that's faith in yourself. And, and that's the stalking attitude. That's the pushy attitude. Well, Lord, I did this and I did this and I did this for you and I do this. That's not love. That's not love. Your wife does this and this and this and then she says, I did this and this and this for you. 
Give me his money. <laughs> That's not how. But we, we, we stalk God with all these things. And we just make up more rules. We clumsy as all get out, but we're going to dance for the Lord. Because that's, that's a rule. Uh, God ain't pleased with that. He's got angels in heaven. He's not pleased with all the things we do and all the things we require. What he's pleased with is his love others as I have loved you. Justice and mercy. Believe me. When I tell you you can do something, you can do it. So I find that life is somewhere stuck in between. And this is almost Old Testament, New Testament. One is we require too much. Too many rules. We require too much. The other one is we require too little. So sometimes we think grace is I don't have to do anything. God's just going to do it. And sometimes in that grace, we don't even want to put no work. We just want it to magically appear. So we stuck between doing required, requiring too much of ourselves and too little of ourselves. And we require too much of others and too little of others. And so we, we miss the whole picture when God wants love. And he wants you to believe him. And he wants you to interact with him. A stalker is not in love with the person they're stalking. They're obsessive in nature. They're not in love with them. And there's a lot of stalkers in church. You just, you just plumb creepy. All your religious works is creepy. All your religious works is creepy. Huh? You can only pray by your bed. That's creepy. Uh, uh, all the little things we do in church, is just, it's just plum creepy. Not to mention plum boring. You know, we, we want this type of music and this type of music. And, and who, can, who can do music and who can't do music. It's just all creepy. We pass a little collection plate around and put $2 in it and pretend that we put a lot in there. That's just creepy. That's just creepy. Huh? Yes? You know what else is creepy? Listen, if churches do that, I have no problem with it. Pass the plate. Do the money dance. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Listen, don't get offended by me. I'm saying this to you and anybody's listening. Don't get offended by me. Right? You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. Me, I find coming up with $5 and dancing a bit creepy. Because if you do that, you know, you've got to pass in front of the camera so they can. I find that's just a bit creepy. I know it's, it's, it's a tradition. It's not really a biblical tradition. 
although it did say on the first day of the week, you know, take up an offering to give. It does say that, but that's not the day they really worship a lot on. They worship on Saturdays or different times, but take up that, you know, it's okay to give, but I don't know. I think our little money dances and things is a bit creepy, personally. I think there's a lot of things in church that's just... And we do these things, why? Because everybody before us said, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to do. Yes. The doctors tell you to quit eating fried food, but we put oil on ourselves all the time. And some of y'all have so much oil on you, you're going to fry good if you get around. Like the fire of hell, you know. You're going to ignite before you get down there because you've got all this olive oil soaking in your body. Because we missed the principle of it. Don't think I'm, I'm speaking against the holy oil. Although it probably didn't come from Jerusalem. Huh? We have some in the prayer room. That this, it's just something that you use. The all don't heal you. It's faith that heals you. It's faith that heals you. Huh? I will never forget this one church. People was getting healed all over the place. And they came out with the biggest jug of olive oil I ever seen. After people got healed. And they want me to anoint the people that got healed after the fact. I said, y'all crazy. Y'all go put that up. Or go fry some chicken. You're telling God he can't work unless you use oil? You're telling God he can't save? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen, when your house burns up, when your house burns up before the fire department get there, because you done all everything in the house, and you live in a concrete house, I smell you, you know. Uh, between the oil and the salt, I smell you. Uh, I'm not saying sometimes, you know, sometimes the Lord may say, take some oil. Because sometimes maybe somebody just needs to feel something greasy on their head or something. Just, it's just kind of a sign, you know. Hmm? But we put, we put too much emphasis on that. We put too much emphasis on it. We put more emphasis on that than on Christ who died for us. Jesus who loves us. That's not faith. But we receive it as a type of faith because we think, okay, I did this, so now this is supposed to work.
But, but you realize the voodoo person does the same thing? I did this. So this is supposed to be the result. Rather than to believe God. And rather to know that what God wants most of all is love. Huh? But we stalk in Him. In the bushes, we, we just ever, we just... We're trying to pull that power away from him. We're trying to buy it. We're trying to dance for it. Huh? You know how many churches? I love worship. Worship is beautiful. And it's beautiful when people get free and they get to dancing. But do you realize that most satanic cultures and things they dance to? Yes. When Elijah was dealing with Ahab and, and, the, and the prophets of Baal, they was all doing this dance. They was even taking swords and cutting themselves and dancing. And so we're just going to dance till we get free. What nightclub don't do that? Is it wrong to dance? Certainly not. But is it out of love for Christ? Are you trying to dance some kind of miracle down? Miracles don't come by dancing. Miracles don't come by shouting hallelujah. And miracles don't come by praising. Huh? You're just, you're just going to praise this speech off to God and wow, the heavens cracked. And the miracles fall down. Hmm? What kind of wuss you making God into? You think you can play some drums? And God says, ooh, I just can't hold back the miracles. Huh? God has blessings for you. You don't have to do a song and dance. You don't have to put all them rules on yourself. You just believe. Worship should be real. And it's, listen, it's a joy to dance, but don't be dancing because you think it's going to make God have a miracle. The biggest thing you get out of dancing and worshiping, the biggest thing you get out of that is that you kind of let your burdens go and your worries go and you get free. So when you come loving on God and if you want to worship and if you want to dance before, you can dance before Him. Uh, but I've seen some of y'all's rusty hips. <laughs> y'all just... Mm. And in your head, I wonder what my husband's going to look like when God gives him to me, you know. Hello, you know it's true. You know sometimes you don't even feel the you don't even feel it, you know. You you know it's true. We ain't worship God all year, but all at once. Pastor, I feel like I have a song I need to share to people. You ain't worship all year. 
But now you feel like you got a song you need to share with people. Huh? No, you ain't got no blessings. And you feel like you need to do something because that, that voice of your flesh said, that voice in your flesh said, just, you, you need to give God a blessing. You need to sing. You're not singing because you love Him. Now, I did establish a rule a few years ago. Can't nobody sing on our anniversary. <laughs> That's true. I made a rule. Nobody can sing. You can't do no special dance on anniversary day. Because I'm tired of that nonsense. I made that rule up a long time ago. Because you have these old goats that ain't worshipped all year. Mm. And they got a song or they got a dance. And me and God sit watching this foolishness. And the Lord says, I can't take it no more. Stop that or I'm going to just burn the church down. So that there are some rules that you need in the house of God. In this house, we're not picky about who worships. But if you do not worship in service, you're not going to worship up here. Until we see you worshiping in service, you're not going to worship up here. Until we see you come up here and worship, you ain't going to come up here and do your thing. That is ridiculous. Huh? You bored with church? God bored with church. Uh, and I think God's bored with church when the church don't have no real message or something that might change your life. it's just show there's nothing real some of you you're bound by rules and laws huh? and you require this of everybody you require this of everybody huh? your breakthrough is the condemnation of trying to live up to your own rules things that God never said to Things he never said to. You get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You try to pray. The third watch or whatever watch it is. But you ain't watching. You're just up. <laughs> huh? If the Lord wakes you up, pray. But some of you set your alarm clock and you get up. Huh? And you're speaking in tongues even though you're speaking in English. Listen, if the Spirit is on you at 3 o'clock in the morning, the Lord will wake you up and you get up and you pray. I mean, there's been times when the Spirit would wake me up in the middle of the night and I 
would pray. And it's not hard. It's not hard. I don't have to put my feet in cold water. I don't have to put <laughs> toothpicks in my eyes. I don't have to do any of that stuff. It's just real. So we, we have all these stalkers of God. You, you're just stalking God with your creepiness. And there's no love. Talk to the Lord. Talk to Him. He's made it easy. Talk to Him. Humble yourself. He's in control of everything. But I've seen all this religiousness for years, and it, it just don't get you no closer. In fact, it gets you further away. Because you make rules that God didn't make. You overemphasize things that God didn't tell you to overemphasize. And then you get tired of doing it, and now you feel guilty. And now you ain't going to get no blessing, because anything that's not done in faith is sin. And all those rules, all that stalking, does not produce faith. God is not impressed. He was impressed with Abraham because God said something to Abraham. He believed it. It was credited to him as righteousness. All our journeys are not the same. Obviously, if you're going to be a priest, there's a little bit more journey to it. But it's, it's not the same. And yes, there's things that we need to stop doing in life. But those things are obvious. Yes, those are things you should stop doing if, even if it wasn't a God. <laughs> yes? Because that's the way the creation was made. If you don't respect your mother and father, you ain't going to live long. Hmm? How many times does mama say she's going to kill you anyway? <laughs> See, if you don't respect your mama, mama wouldn't have been telling you that all those years, you know. But we, we, we stalk him and we creepy. No wonder people don't want to come to church. We creepy. We old, we old time creepy. Because we're not truly expressing our love for God. In whatever form we know to express it. We want to sing our same old songs and our favorite songs. And we got our goosebumps to act up on particular songs. That is not the Spirit of God. Huh? That is not the Spirit of God. That is repetitive nonsense. Yes. Granted, there's some songs, you know, that, 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 you, know, that you can feel. But sometimes you're playing your favorite song. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How long are you going to go, ooh, ooh, on that? When are you going to have some actual dialogue with God? When are you going to have dialogue with God? When are you going to take that yoke off? Hmm? Jesus says, my yoke is easy. Hmm? My burden is light. Come to me. All you who are weary. Who's the most weary people in the world? Church people. If you don't want to come to church, stay home. <laughs> stay home. Yes, the Bible says don't forsake the assembly. 
But you, but you coming and sitting and not talking to nobody in church, I don't think that's fellowship. Uh, you, you just come in so the angels would see you and you get your blessing for the week. Forsake not the assembly. Uh, that means you could, you could go home tonight to your family, but you're not necessarily there. I mean, you're sitting in the chair, but you're not there. So you could come to church and not be here. Don't you realize you're just doing it as a religious thing? It's a requirement. It's a requirement. Sometimes people come to the house and they get prayer and things just start working out in their life. And they say, and they always say, we're going to start coming to church here. We're going to start coming to church here. We're going to start coming to church here. It'd be 10,000 people here if everybody said they're going to start coming to church here. Coming to church here. <laughs> but here's the truth. God don't require and don't charge for his blessing. But here's the thing. God is awesome. And if you really love him, you will come. You will come. You will come. I don't always, don't have to threaten you. If you don't come back, I'm taking my blessing back. Because when your money runs out, you'll come back. When you're down to pig food, you're going to come back. You're going to come back. But you're going to come back on your own. Uh, I understand that we encourage people to come to church and encourage people to do what's right. And uh, I, I under, understand that, and we should do that. But to require it and demand it, they're not doing it for the right reason. And you know, the Lord says that many times when we witness to people, we just say, why don't you come to my church? Why don't you come to my church? Boy, I go to a nice church. Come to my church. Come go to church with me. Why don't you tell them about Jesus? <laughs> Instead of talking so much about your church. When you talk about Jesus, they're going to say, where's your church? Where do you go? Where you go? Huh? You know how many people in church don't witness the people? At most they say, well, I know a church where you can go. Or we encourage people to say, listen, if you see somebody, you know, when you're working or wherever you're going, you see somebody sick or going through some things, you know, send them here for prayer. Yes, you'll be blessed. Just send them here for prayer, right? No requirements. In fact, you can tell them, listen, we don't care if you're Hindu or Muslim. You're going through something? Come. Yes? Because huh? when my Jesus bless them, they'll have no problem knowing who's Lord. I've seen some hard cases come to this house. And before they left that prayer room, they decided they wanted Jesus. Because ain't nobody. 
Ever touched them like Jesus? So by all means do that. But listen. You are not just here for your own blessing. You're here to be a blessing to other people. The same spirit that's in this house, the same spirit that's on me, is in my leaders, is in my counselors. And if you come more than twice or more than once, hmm, I am fully convinced, without doubt, if you'll just listen to my voice for a couple of minutes, your life will change. Why? Because Jesus said we would do light things. And Jesus sanctified, sanctified people by their voice. If you want to be healed, you're worried, you just listen to my voice. I don't even know what I might have said. You just listen to my voice and you'll change. And that's putting glory not in me, but in he who is inside of me. I believe that. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe what's inside of me is more valuable than the olive oil that has probably went way up at Price Mart. Some people can't afford to get healed now. <laughs> huh? Huh? Hmm? Making bread without yeast, you know, is it expensive these days, you know? God is real. And He's not just calling you here as a spectator. God will start to use you to minister to people. And you may say, well, I don't know much. You don't have to know much. When people, you got to realize it's the Lord inside of you that's working. And you think you don't know much. But the truth is you might know more than you think. We need witnesses that don't teach theology, but witnesses that teach the love of Christ. That's what wins people over. That's what reaches people. One thing I've learned in my life, because when I first got saved, I was quite zealous. If this was wrong, this was right, da, 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 da. But I realized I had to take those yokes off of me. Uh, I was not perfect. Jesus saved me, and then I tried to get perfect. <laughs> Let me go back to being a child. Hmm? That's what a lot of us do. That's why, we, that's why the Bible says we start off with the Spirit, but then we turn away from the Spirit. God touches us, and now we want to read our Bible and fix our lives. Hello, you is nowhere near fixing until the Lord touch you. Why don't you just keep, let Him keep doing what He's doing? Amen. Huh? Amen. You just adhere to what He's doing. If He takes you to a Scripture and shows you something, adhere to it. Say, thank you, Lord. And if He shows you something you don't like about yourself, you say, thank you, Lord. Because I know you didn't come to condemn me. You come to save me. You, 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 that word is life to me. But watch these, these rules you put on your life and put around you. One thing I have discovered in 30 years, 30 so years of ministry, is God can do whatever he wants. Hmm? It's in the Bible, but you may not know where it's at. God can do whatever he wants. He can heal whoever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, he can heal a, a, a Muslim man. He can heal a Hindu man. He can do whatever he wants. Hmm? But rules. Well, first you've got to accept Christ. 
First, you got to do this. Get all these rules. You got to do this. You got to do, do it this way. You got to do it this way. Got to do it this way. Got to do it this way. Why are you testing God? What does that mean? Why are you testing God? God is trying to reach somebody, but you in the way. Hmm? God's been trying to reach you, but you in the way. Because you don't think God moves like that. Huh? You don't think God moves like that. Huh? See, everything God is, God already was before it was written down. Hmm? He, he always was. And I definitely don't like this theology where Jesus is the merciful lawyer. Y'all need to take it home. Y'all need to go home and burn that. You need to burn that theology. That Jesus is the merciful lawyer. And God is full of wrath. His eyes bright red. Where y'all get that nonsense at? Jesus is the one that steps in and saves me from God's wrath. Where y'all get that nonsense at? Isn't Jesus God's son? Don't you realize they're working together? Don't you realize Jesus is the Word of God? Don't you realize God was loving, always beloving, always forgiving? This is made known through Christ. The Old Testament is full of mercy. It's full of grace. Guess what? It's full of faith. It was credited to Abraham as righteousness. Faith was in the beginning. But we have that concept. But do you realize how bad that concept is? Huh? We run around saying, Jesus saved me, Jesus saved me, save me from God. You don't need saving from God. Huh? And some of you stalking the devil too, you know. You won't leave him alone. You're always throwing fire on him. Huh? You're so important. The devil's always at your house. Ain't nobody else's house. The devil's always in your life. Think about it. You stalk God, you stalk Satan. The devil's always in your house. Hmm? If the salt ain't working, try flour. It's more expensive, you know. Out of all the... Out of all the... Palaces, out of all the uh, the uh, nightclubs, out of all the prostitution houses, Satan has come and sat on your, the roof of your house. <laughs> Only Eon gets that. Let me just say that again. Out of all the palaces Satan could hang out at, all the mansions. He could go to the Playboy Mansion. Out of all the nightclubs. Oh, you wake up. Out of all the nightclubs. Out of all the prostitution houses. Out of all the drug houses. He comes to your old broke house and sits on your galvanize. And you throwing fire on him. Think about it. 
Every little bump. Every little... Listen, I don't know if you know this, but galvanized makes noise. You live in a metal house, it makes metal noises. Uh, when the sun goes down tonight, it pops because it, it expands. It pops. Uh, yes, that's why you've used up all your olive oil. <laughs> Satan always comes at 6.30 in the evening. Or sometimes at big 10 o'clock at night and that galvanizer pop. Satan! All in fire? That's not good, you know. Says what? Three o'clock in the morning. Huh? He must be drunk to come to your house, you know. But you keep believing that. And every now and then, you have individuals that come here. And they convinced they cursed. They convinced that somebody dead is coming to their house all the time. You pray. You deal with it. They convinced that a certain time of year this thing keeps happening. Or they convinced they got bad karma. They convinced they got all this. And no matter how much you pray, they never believe. They never believe. Your life is blessed. Don't need no olive oil to prove it. You just need to have faith in God. You just need to believe in Him with all the heart that you got to believe in Him. With whatever heart you have, with whatever goofiness you have in your life, God will meet you where you are. And His love will change your life. Yes? You don't need... Four overweight deaconesses to beat it out of you. Mm. Oh. Take that yoke off of you. Let love be the yoke. Love God. Love Him. Listen, here's the thing. The, the verse above that was kind of awesome. It says... That he has um, sanctified them through faith. Talking about the Gentiles. Sanctified them through faith. See, you have experiences and you talk to God. And you begin to realize how real God is. You have these experiences with God. Huh? A preacher can't give you an experience. They could tell you about an experience. They can't give you no experience. You have experiences with God. You come to this house. You go to the prayer room. You might have an experience with God. That's your experience. Yes. That's your experience. Sometimes people come for prayer and, and there's one counselor that prayed for them and they always want that same counselor even though we keep telling them, hey, it's the same spirit. Right? But I think there was a, I think there was a man the other day. It was kind of nice. He asked for somebody particular because they usually pray for him. And I think they was busy. And he said, well, they asked. I think they asked him, do you want this person to pray for you? And the man said, as far as I know, the man wasn't that religious. The man says, it's all the same spirit. But we in the church don't believe that. We don't believe that. It's one spirit. Hmm? Yes. Now, we should never dismiss experience. 
and people of faith, we should be aware that, you know. But don't underestimate God to use whoever he wants, even to use you. When you, when you think God only uses certain people without you realizing it, you're saying that God won't use you. When you say God won't use this person or this person or God won't even use this child or this child because they're too young. When you say things like that, you're saying that God won't use you. See, that's, that's, a, that's a yoke you put there that made it hard to get to God. We need to quit stalking him with all of our religious works. And we need to take these yokes off and realize God wants to be found by you. You have to respect him, you know. Huh? He will require that. Yes? Huh? Because if you, don't, if, if, you don't, if you don't humble yourself before him, he has a home that you don't know where it's at, so you can't stalk him. You can only stalk him when he shows up, you know. <laughs> or come aggravate me. Um, You've got to have that relationship with him. It's not about all these religious works. And as ministers, we need, to, we need to understand that. I don't have to throw down a lot of rules to keep you in the house. Come if you want to come. You don't want to come, don't come. Those that are supposed to be in this house will come to this house. Yes. And they will come, not because I threatened them. They will come because I promised they ain't going to get a Mercedes unless they come back. No. I believe in the love of God. I don't want nobody that I have to imprison to be here. Amen. This is what it is. And I am who I am in Christ. But I may be different tomorrow. I don't know that. We're all changing. We need to give each other the room to change without all these religious things. Huh? Stop the religious stalking. Stop that stuff. God ain't impressed. Huh? You, you're trying to pray for three or four hours. You know your vocabulary ain't that big. <laughs> At some point, there got to be a rerun in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, some of you have never talked for three hours in your life. If you was, you'd be a preacher. You never talked for three hours in your life. And you're going to try to pray for three hours. Or let's go for an hour. You know you ain't got enough to talk about for no hour without repeating yourself. God ain't impressed with that. What he's impressed with is how much your heart opens up when you're talking to him. That's what he's impressed with. How much your heart opens up. No matter what kind of worship music. It don't matter what kind of worship music. We can go old school, we can do hymns, we can do anything. It don't matter. All that matters is how much your heart opens up. And if your heart opens up, it don't have to be your favorite style of music. It don't have to be your favorite song. It don't have to be the best singers if your heart opens up. When your heart opens up, it makes up for bad singing. And then people that might not be in timing, it makes up for it. It just puts everything in timing when you open up your heart. When you open up your heart a little bit, you're not offended by a message. You're not troubled by it. See, 
if all your religious work don't open up your heart so your mind can understand and begin to receive. Yes. If it don't open up your heart. If you just come to church this morning because things ain't going good in your life, I'm glad you come. But if your heart don't open up, say, Lord, I just need my life to change. Don't blame it on the ushers. Don't blame it on the prophet. Don't blame it on the worshipers. Don't blame it on the guitar player. Yes. No. If your heart opens up just a little bit, you'll receive. Just believe. God loves you. Yes. And if you come here this morning with the devil on your roof, just believe. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. Because it saddens me to see people get saved and bound up in religion and not know this awesome God that we serve and how loving He is. This God that knows that we are sometimes stupid. This God that knows sometimes we open our mouth when we shouldn't open our mouth. Uh, yes, the lack of teeth will teach you to quit opening up your mouth so much. Uh, Life teaches you. Huh? Yes. A slap or two here. You, you don't have to find that in the Bible. You, you, you understood. Huh? Uh, it's about opening your heart up. And get away from that too much, too little stuff. Always judging yourself. Always trying to do too much. Requiring too much of yourself, too much of others. Or always doing too little. Oh, you come to church, come here for weeks, and you don't want to dance. You don't want to say hallelujah. You just sit and watch everybody else. I understand doing that the first day or two. You want to know, make sure you're in the house of the Lord. But you should have trust God anyway, you know. And I understand that. In this house, you might see some strange things. You might see somebody flipping in this house, you know. But I, I'd rather see them flip vertically than flip emotionally. Yes. So if flipping holds down the other flipping, glory to God. Oh. Oh. But listen, you know, you've got to open up your heart. I think I'll go to church. But you're testing God. I think I'll go to church. I'll see if anything change. You come, but you don't fellowship. You don't participate. We're glad you're here. Yes. But if you don't open up your heart, how can you be blessed? Huh? And when you come to this house, guess what? You might find, huh, they laugh a lot in this house. I used to cry a lot. <laughs> they, they, they seem free in this house. Yes, and I plan on staying that way. Whom the Lord set free is free indeed. Hmm? But if this house is a little too much for you, that's fine. Go find the house of God that you feel comfortable in. Hmm?
go find that house. Ain't no hard feelings here. But I'm not going to change to please you. I've spent my lifetime wanting to please him. And he says, just love me and quit trying to please me. Just love me. Quit trying to please me. Because you can't please God unless you love God. And when you love God, you will please God. The only thing that matters, the Bible says the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love. That's all that matters. And we may all do that in a different way. Glory, hallelujah. Who needs a word this morning? Me, 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 me. All right. Hallelujah. Lord, who you want to speak to this morning? Sometimes it takes a moment to get used to the freedom of God. Because we're so used to old church ways. Shouldn't church revolve? We say, give me that old time religion. Ain't that like saying, give me the Old Testament? Shouldn't we revolve? We must be careful how we revolve. We don't want to become like the world. But we should revolve to something. We shouldn't just keep the same old way. If that's true, we shouldn't have air conditioner or lights. <laughs> Do it the old way. Mm-hmm. I preached in some churches that didn't have no air conditioner, you know. Do it the old way. Uh, sweat. Sweat it out. Fan. I'm looking for somebody. Who am I looking for? Recently, but I keep hearing it. The 8th of September. Haven't we done that? We've done that recently. That date sounds familiar. 8th of September. Uh, who's going who's gonna to keep up with these for me? Now, if you haven't seen Nicole, that's because she's on vacation for about three or four weeks. She's going to Miami and to Atlanta to see her brother. Yes. So I'm sure she's being quite blessed now. Amen. 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 And if you don't know who Nicole is, she's the senior pastor here. Hallelujah. Mm. Who who knows the 8th of September? 8th of September. What's the 8th of September? Anniversary. That's your anniversary? Wedding anniversary? Oh, stand up, please. And, and, and where is the anniversarer? The anniversary? He's home? All right. That's your anniversary. Mm. And how many years will that be? Nine years. Nine years. Hallelujah. Nine years. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
Nine years. Hmm? That's a long time, man. And think. Peanuts. Maybe you don't know her as Peanut. We know her as Peanut. <laughs> Was once here full time. You know why she's known as Peanut? Because she used to be allergic to peanuts. <laughs> Sometimes a miracle just stays with you forever. Now, if he could deliver you from peanuts, what else could he deliver you from? Huh? But I'm seeing your anniversary day. But I'm seeing some sadness around that anniversary day. Um, I was looking to see if that was you or the anniversary day. Well, why would I see sadness around your anniversary? Mm. Mm. You was hoping for something for your anniversary. What was you hoping for? Mm. Mm. You don't know. So you don't know why you don't know why I'm seeing sadness around your anniversary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why am I seeing sadness around the anniversary? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Nine years. Some, sometimes it seems like things just going on the same old way. There's nothing new. Mm -hmm. So you're looking forward to the anniversary? That's not far away, is it? Yeah. Was oh, about a month. Yeah. Mm. What would you like to do on the anniversary? La da ba Just probably go for a drive and relax, not have to work that day. <laughs> not have to work that day. I heard that. <laughs> Just go for a drive. Go to Pinal or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not have to work that day. What day is that? Do you know? I remember. <laughs> you can't remember? No, I, I had not had it, but I can't remember. Thursday. It's Thursday? Uh huh. Well, you're not going to have to work that day. Mm hmm. Janet says, send them on a trip. I think that would be nice, some kind of something nice, you know. Don't, don't want it to be long, but it could be something real nice. You want to go by yourself or with him? With him. All right, all right. Just, yeah. You know, delivering people from allergies is a, to me, that's a very small thing. Because I've seen so many people delivered from allergies. Just, just with a word. No olive oil. Just a word. What? Oh. What would happen if he was allergic to olive oil? <laughs> 
You in trouble, aren't you? You're allergic to olive oil, you know. You're in trouble. There's things that God can do just like that. Mm -hmm. He can take ordinary life, take sad life, and he can just change it. Yeah. Just change it. Because you, you're just kind of going through some obstacles and always seems to be a problem, right? Mm -hmm. So bad karma falling in. Yeah. Your life is blessed. Amen. Hmm? Your life is blessed. Hmm? No matter what your husband does, your life is blessed. Amen. Uh, because you, you have some regrets in life, but you just got to let them things go, you know. Hmm? Mm. Right now, what you need is a big dose of joy. When things seem their bleakest, God can show up. You want God to do. You don't even know what you want God to do. You want God to do something, but you don't know what you want Him to do. What you want God to do? Huh? See, that's where the that's where the religiousness gets us to. We get to a place. See, religiousness don't really believe in God. Religiousness believes in itself to do something religious. And then sometimes we try to be religious, but we're not very good at being religious. Drew. <laughs> Drink the pure spirit of God. You know what I mean? Ah. That's rough. That's you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I ain't going to say no more. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know and I know what we're talking about. <laughs> Listen, I love you and there ain't no way you can't be blessed. Uh, see, some people, you know, when you talk to them, you can feel them fighting with you. That's because they're fighting with God, you know. Uh, that's not your case. You just stop believing. But I'm going to stir up at believing. Amen. Uh, Amen. Your life is not over. Amen. Your ministry is not over. Uh, Amen. You have an awesome gift in you. And you're going to find out what it's for. Yes. Amen. Mm? Yes. yes. Y'all know she has a gift that makes me jealous. <laughs> she can hear music. You could hum a song and she'd pick it out. Boom, 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 boom. 
but now she's selling nails and screws. (laughs) 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 It ain't over yet, you know. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Don't ever think that God doesn't hear your cry. Because if you think he doesn't hear your cry, you stop crying. Because I see sadness, but I don't see crying. You don't ever stop crying out to God. You just keep holding on to him. Until he's ready to do what he wants to do. Until hmm? he's ready to do what he wants to do. He's going to do something. Because uh, the truth is, inside you hunger for God. You hunger to do more for God. Is that true? And there's nothing you can do to deny it. You can't kill it. Hmm? True? Can't kill it. True. Oh, okay, won't nothing kill it. Success won't even kill it. When there's that hunger, that cry in you to do something for God. Mm-hmm. So I take away all the sadness. See, we have, we have authority in Christ. I don't have to have olive oil unless the Lord says use olive oil. I take away all the sadness. Jesus! Hmm? Oh, I feel a hymn in my soul. 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 What hymn I feel in my soul? I feel a hymn. Oh. I feel a hymn in my soul. What hymn do I feel in my soul? I feel a hymn in my soul. You feel that hymn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let it out, sister. Come on, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. I feel it. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out with thunder. Let it out. Let it out. Nah, that's not it. That's not it. (laughs) (laughs) See, your sadness wants to hold it down. Let it out. Give me a little bar of it. Let it out. Let it out. (laughs) Let it out. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee, all the follies of sin.
Redeemer. <laughs> I can't see no more. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Ah. All that, all that sadness is, all that sadness is saying, I can't sing no more. <laughs> One more bar. Let's go. I love thee because thou hast first loved me. Now sing it like a Pentecostal. <laughs> go. We did the evangelical. Now let's do the Pentecostal. Come on, come on, you're almost there. One more, one more. One more bar. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Uh, that's what he's doing right now. Uh, one more bar. I love thee and life, oh. I will love uh -huh, now I feel thee it. and mm -hmm. I'll praise thee as long as thou get. Death me breath and sing with the glass. Aha. Aha. You're not dead, you're alive. You see, those songs, that music is not just for other people, you know. It's for you. It's for you. And you stop singing. It's for you. It's for you first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just, I keep seeing a vision. I keep seeing a vision of you wanting to beat up uh, Ishmael. You were seeing that vision. Uh-huh. You thought she going to cuff you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, that's when we do need to beat up the devil because he's been lying to us too long. Putting too much sadness on us. Uh. I am not through with you, child. Sometimes we go off into the desert. Sometimes we go off into marriage. <laughs> but the Lord has a plan. Hmm? Yes? You're not going to sing nuts and boats all your life, you know. Oh, no. No, 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 no. As the Lord said to Pharaoh, let my people go.
Because I have no other love like Jesus. So we're gonna we're gonna have something special on the eighth of September. Amen. Lord's gonna give you a, a special day on the eighth of September. Yes, it's not gonna be ordinary. Yes, I I gonna put it in the works right now. It's not gonna be ordinary. But more importantly, resurrection life. Yes. Mm. Amen. Don't quench my spirit. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta have church all by yourself. <laughs> Let those who worship Netflix worship Netflix. Those who worship God worship God. Huh? You know why you want to beat up Ishmael? No, that's right. I keep coming. You're going to whoop him, you know. That's all right. I don't know. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Maybe he needs a lick. I don't know. No, that, that's, that's you want to get free. Just, you won't hurt him. You ain't going to hurt him. Oh, let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. about the interaction is about the expression. Break it, daughter. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. Come out, 
You are free. And forgiven. Sometimes when we're in the desert, we do stupid things. Sometimes we go back to old ways. The Lord never gives up on us. Do you hear me? <laughs> that means something to her. <laughs> Hallelujah. You stood up? All right. Prophet, Special day on the 8th, yes? And yes, I want to talk about something you don't want me to talk about. You know what it is I want to talk about that you don't want me to talk about? What's the one thing I want to talk about that you don't want me to talk about? I don't know. You know what the one thing is. Huh? You know what the one thing is I want to talk about that you don't want to talk about, gentlemen. Huh? You're tired of hearing the prophet say that. You know the one thing I'm talking about that you don't want me to talk about. I don't give up on God's promises. If God has given you a promise, I will irritate you. Until you receive the promise. Just to get me to be quiet. Amen. I will aggravate you. I will repeat it. Repeatedly. I learned that from Jack Warner. Repeatedly. I will repeat it. Uh, do you say, I can't take it no more. God just let it come so the prophet leave me alone. Because when God promises you something, it's going to happen. She was my eighth, but what did you got? Prophet Shabtambari, it was, is my study. Is my study. Is. Is. <laughs> that is a prophecy in case you don't know what a star day is. We give out these little stars on uh, New Year's Eve with a date on it. And that's a special day for you. Yes. That's a day that the Lord shall bless you. Yes. <laughs> Well, since that is Couples Day, there will be a special blessing with you and your husband. Oh, Our anniversary is that Monday too. Stand up, Pina. You know her. Beige and Trini, Beige and Trini. One of the Beijans was supposed to be together in the. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Here's a thought. Here's a heavenly thought. Y'all pray about it. I think this family and this family should do something on that day. I hear that, and I, I, I don't. I hear something maybe the Hyatt region, right? 
Y'all just, I'm not forcing you. I, I don't force people to do things. But if I hear something, I will say it. Amen. I give it to you. It's totally up to you. If you don't do it, I'm, I'm speaking this about all things. Amen. If I hear something for you, I will tell you. If you don't do it, you ain't going to hurt my feelings. Amen. I'm not going to back up and say it wasn't God. But you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't want to do it. Yes. And whatever takes place after that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What a blessed day. Listen, don't test the Lord this week. Believe in Him. And listen, some of you in here, you know you are religious. Uh, you, you, listen, some of you, you know you are religious. You know you just, you, you think that's love, but it's, it's stalking. You, you, just, you just got too many, you got too many rules. God just wants you to love him and believe in him. And love will never covet its neighbors of life. Love will never bear false witness. Huh? Jesus says he put the law in us. We'll know it. All these religious things. Some of you know you're too religious. Yes, right. Uh, time is up, but I, but I know that I know there's a, a couple people here. Some people here. Da -da -ba mm. Let me do this real quick. Husband and wife. Your husband and wife. Yes. Um, just just recently, y'all were really trying to get stuff together with God. Is that true? Yes. Listen. God just wants you to love Him. Don't get caught up in religiousness. Just love God. Because listen, you wouldn't even be trying to get closer to God if He wasn't in you already working. Don't worry about what you know and what you don't know. Just, just love God. Love God. Love each other. Just love God. And the love of God will lead you to all righteousness and all the questions that you have. You believe that? Hmm? Yeah. I believe y'all a wonderful couple. Y'all love each other? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Hmm? I think so. Just too much back now around you. I'm just going to push it away. Hmm? I, just, I just pray for love and peace around you. Look like y'all might need a vacation too. <laughs> These y'all's children? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> you have beautiful daughters, just two. Three. A girl, a boy. No. Three girls. Huh? Let me pray for you. <laughs> And, and this is y'all's daddy? Uh -huh. You love your daddy? Yes, you do. Listen, just because God says so, your life is going to change. Hmm? Just, just, just love God. There's no right way, no wrong way. Just love him. Hmm? And the hurt that's in your life, God is going to take it away right now. This is going to... It's going to disappear. You've been asking God to take away that pain, right? He's going to take it away. We don't have to talk about it. He's going to take it away. 
Just love. Love heals all. Love fixes all. Amen. Yes. And what you're doing with your life? You know, you have a good future, you know. You going to school? Um, yeah, going to UE. UE? Yeah. What you going for? Um, chemistry. Chemistry? It means you can make bombs. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Hey. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams and don't let nobody make you give up on them. Yes. You got some secrets, you know. That's why you don't want me to look at you. You got some secrets. Yes. Uh, if, if you would like prayer, prayer rooms will be open this afternoon. If you ever would like to come to prayer, whatever goes on in there stays in there. Right. But you got some secrets. You got some secrets they don't know about. Do you? <laughs> Just say yes and I won't say no more. God loves you. He'll help you fix it, right? And don't you give up. What you going to do? Um, I'm in Form 6 right now and just trying to finish it in Upper 6. Trying to what? Finish Form 6. Uh-huh. And so you're going to go to UWE too? Yeah, after. After. Hmm. Somebody hurt your heart. Somebody hurt your heart. Hurting your heart? No. no. You ain't got no hurts in you. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> hmm? Listen, I, I know y'all kind of new to this, but listen. Trust God. Don't let hurt forgive. Let it go. You hear me? Too bright a future to put unforgiveness. Unforgiveness stops everything. Yes. Amen. Amen. Everybody have a blessed week. Do not test God. Believe in God. Amen. Yes, sir.